Drinks in Trade is brought to you by Franklin & Sons Tonic Water, Sodas and Soft Drinks. Founded in London in 1886, Franklin & Sons make remarkable drinks without compromise. The number two premium tonic water in the on-trade, supporting the independent and vibrant hospitality industry. So grab a glass and enjoy Drinks in Trade. Hello, I'm Tim Garrett and welcome to Drinks in Trade hosted by Franklin & Sons, the series where we feature the drinking scene in selected cities around the UK. In each episode, we'll explore a different city to highlight the best places to drink and interview a regional industry legend about their bar and their experience. We'll even throw in some tips and tricks for good measure. In this episode, we're in Edinburgh. I can't wait to get under the skin of this brilliant city and see what it has to offer. I'll be visiting the city's best watering holes and chatting to local industry legend Alex Palumbo and visiting his bar, Hey Palum. Later on in the episode, we'll be meeting Charlie from Dunne Bay, where we're going to be tasting holy grass and getting him to make us up a serve. Hope you enjoy the episode. So Alex, how are we doing? Oh, very well. Very, very well. Good stuff. So obviously we're here today to talk a bit about you, a little bit about the bar. So let's get started with a bit of your history, mate, a bit of your time in the career. Okay, I've I've been in the bar industry now for almost 18, 20 years. I started uh, back in London. I was in London for a good 15 years before. And uh, at the time I was running a bar called uh, The Lonsdale for a while. It was doing like opening for uh, different uh, companies like uh, Hakkasan and Zuma. And then uh, moved a bit around the world, been a bit in uh, in the Cayman Islands. Then I stayed there for a couple of years. That was pretty, pretty fun. And then uh, we decided to move back, me and my wife, we decided to move back to England and been a couple of years in Brighton, which is great. a beautiful place. Great if you had city. a chance, great city, great bars. And then uh, we decided to move up here in Edinburgh, which awesome. is great, great lifestyle. From one side of the country to another. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the weather, as you can see, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, what, what interests you in Edinburgh then? Well, Edinburgh, when uh, we come over and uh, we realize it's one of the places where you, there's a very good bars and restaurant scene outside of London. And uh, was a place where a small independent can still do a nice bar, nice little things for uh, for themselves. So that was like the main uh, main things for us. We always had in mind that we wanted to open a bar and uh, this style of bar. So there is a great yeah. selection of bars here. Yeah. It's an amazing city. It's great. So obviously that's a bit about what you've done in the industry. But what actually got you interested in working in hospitality? Uh, working in, uh, in hospitality was uh, I started very young. I was like uh, seventeen when I started working in bars. And the main thing was like the all the dynamics around, like the meeting new people, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, amazing. All the the all the all the the background that was there, like was great. Plus, I started working in hospitality, but I started working like in nightclubs. So it was right. like all the uh, nightclubs, party bar, nightclub, all, yeah. all that stuff. That's where uh, it's changed a lot in the last uh, few years. Yeah. So, no, it's very, it's come much more technical in the last few years of uh, the style of bars and the things that we're seeing these days. Yes, before I mean before like the the bar scene was more like uh, around the DJs and the, which DJs were playing, yeah. like drinks like a gin and tonic. Nobody will have a gin and tonic. Was yeah. as a grandmother's drink. Nobody will drink that. Nobody was interested in gin yeah. whatsoever. Like was the time of a. We had like, I don't know, 20 different vodkas behind the bar. That was the style at the time vodkas. of the flavor vodkas, yeah. all of it. Roman so it was, uh, Roman Cokes was very, a different bar scene from what became now. Yeah. I think we've been lucky enough to work in the, in the new era of bartending and see all the changes, like from uh, techniques to bars yeah. and uh, to flavors profile as well, which is great. 
Nice. And obviously, yeah, with the techniques that we are looking at and the style of drinks that we're looking at these days, we're looking way further back yeah. into more core classic drinks or prohibition style drinks yeah. and then modifying it with our own styles, but still adding elements of fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was a, for a time, I think, that uh, the bar industry took itself a bit too serious. So this was like the beginning of 2000, 2010, like there was a bit too serious. Now, it's the main things that it's one of the main things that we think in Apalu as well is about the guests come first and yeah. what we can do for the guests. That is the, the main things. And the drink needs to be good, that's of course. Yeah. But it needs to, to be just fun, like a nice place to, to have nobody, a nice drink, no, a laugh, and that's it. That's all of it. Nobody will come back if your service is poor. Yeah. Um, awesome. Is there any, like, anybody that actually influenced you or anybody that you saw as an icon within this industry? Definitely in the in, uh, UK was Nick Brussel. Nice. Uh, Nick Brussel was great. And the style of drink that he was doing and the style of service, I had the pleasure to work a bit with him as well, so it was, was great. Amazing. And uh, Dushan Zurich from uh, US, from Employees Only. Mm -hmm. I had uh, the pleasure to have like him doing some uh, bar trainings in the uh, UK. This was the time we were in the, the Lonsdale and see like how the American wave of bartending was and uh, all, how the importance there was around the guest, yeah. which was absolutely incredible. So Amazing. that's definitely two people are really Influenced me a lot, like in the, in the bar trade. Awesome. And obviously, this is your place? Yes, my place, yeah. So tell me a little bit about here. Well, Hepalu is a, we call it like a modern Italian bar. We want to do a bar like uh, that is focused about Italian flavors. So mm -hmm. it's all uh, mostly about tomorrow, that is our uh, uh, main things. But uh, uh, we say modern because we, of course, we use like modern techniques in our style of bartending. We got like the biggest selection of Amara in the country at the moment. Amazing. We got 56 different styles, so <laughs> wow. it's, a, it's quite a few. So nice. if you want to talk about it, uh, try something new, this is really the place. And uh, it's, it's, Epalu is what we put together after many years working in the industry, me and my wife. Mm -hmm. It was like what, uh, uh, we wanted to create a style of bar that we love. Like uh, yeah. it's very, some people explain that it's very European, the style of the bar. And, uh, and this is very chill. Like this is one of the, even on a Saturday night when it's busy, behind the bar, we are always very uh, chill and relaxed. And, and you uh, work the bar here as well? Yes, I work at the bar here yeah, as well. I think when, you, when you work it and you own it, it has to be, you yeah. have to put yourself yeah, in there. Yeah, you put bar. yourself in there. So like uh, it's, uh, we are invested 100%. Like we have a small team, which is five of us. Nice. So and uh, one, the way that we run the bar, like everyone does everything. So everyone is uh, can do the floor, like they can do the bar, like they can do the food. It's not uh, it's not a problem. And the other things we are very open with our team, so everyone knows exactly uh, all the booms we got, what the takings are, what's what's happening with the, all the financial side as well. There's sometimes some bar operator kept very close to themselves. Yeah. This is we want to do something that everyone it is uh, part of it. So as the bar does better everyone yeah. is better so that's his uh simple things it's a great way of looking at it, it yeah. gives them an incentive yeah to 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 almost own it themselves yeah. brilliant awesome so obviously we're in your bar yeah i'm really looking for trying a drink definitely before we do though just a quick little one one last little question so if there's anything that you could say to young bartenders in hospitality right now to inspire them into getting into this industry because it's not the easiest of industries yeah. to work in yeah what could it be uh knowledge Knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge is, uh, knowledge is power. Yeah. That's, uh, now it's much easier than it was like, uh, at my time when I started yeah, bartending, yeah. like at the time there were like a couple of cocktail books out, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Now there is so much knowledge out there that there are 
no excuses like you really it's available know, everywhere it's available everywhere yeah. just uh, no more trips to borders yeah. and waterstones to pick up what's on the shelves <laughs> exactly like now now you can literally with your phone you can have so much knowledge so easily yeah, and always to try new things try new things try new bar don't stick with your classic drinks when you go to yeah. a new bar see what they're doing try one of their drinks on the menu and you can learn new things there no i agree completely and not just mm. drinks though but flavors flavors exactly if you get an opportunity to try a flavor yeah. if you walk past something in a supermarket yeah. that you never tried before Go don't be scared it. to yeah. buy it you might not like it that's it but like, you need to understand it yeah that's brilliant definitely awesome yeah. okay mate well let's try a drink good pleasure happy days let's go <laughs> so alex what are we making today so what uh we're gonna make uh, one of our signature serves which is our uh, godfather part two nice so it's a uh, it's quite nice old-fashioned style double drinks mm -hmm. Uh, using Scotch whiskey, of course, mini Scotland and Edinburgh, that's can miss. Yeah. A little bit of Italian touch with uh, amaretto mm -hmm. and a bit of fruitiness at the end with some uh, apricot brandy. Orange bitter, sit it down. Nice. Awesome. Okay, sure. let's go. So, as we say, our whiskey that we're going to use is a uh, old Patrick mm -hmm. So it's 30 ml of that. So classic Godfather being classic Godfather being Scotch and uh, amaretto. Yep. We just uh, change a little bit the proportion. Like we're gonna use uh, thirty of whiskey, twenty of amaretto. Then we just use a little touch of uh, nice. apple brandy. So stretching it out from a classic duo into yep. more of a yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe. And how much apricot brandy was that? And uh, 10 mils of apricot. So it's 30, 20, 10. Nice. One dash of orange pita. And stir. Cool. Just want to dilute a bit the whiskey. Yep. Chill the drinks to temperature. Just make sure everything is all nice and mixed together. Take one nice chilled glass three from the freezer. Beautiful. Blue piece of moment of here's yeah. what I prepared earlier. <laughs> nice. Set on top. Then we spray some hazelnut aroma and garnish with our godfather <laughs> and a little music box on the side for you to play. Oh, amazing. Enjoy. Fantastic. I'm going to play the music box first, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Little, uh, must get a little there. annoying, though, if somebody's playing that all night, no? Yeah, that's why the rules is uh, three plays and that's it. And take, then you it back. take it back. Yeah. <laughs> Happy days. Happy days. The hair's not lovely on the nose. That's stunning. Mm. That little bit of apricot. Yeah, just uh But still really powerful. So it's only 10 mils in there. That's really yeah, powerful. Yeah, just the mils. That's awesome. So yeah. how long have you been open? Uh, we've been open now like... Uh, just over three years. We opened six months prior to lockdown. So there was a uh, pretty interesting uh, things yeah. to do. Wow. But yeah, still uh, not easy. Going. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't easy. We was 
we started to like Cox to go straight away because we had a license to do for an off license here for the bar. So we were doing that prior to lockdown already for all the hotels around and the yeah. customers coming. But we didn't think that would be our main business for over 10 months. Yeah. So that was a... But at least you had it. Yeah, at least you had it to be able to Oh, yeah, it. we had it. That was, uh, That's was, amazing. It was good. Yeah, yeah. And award-wise? Award-wise, yeah, we got quite a few awards, which is great. Yeah. We love it. Like, we got uh, Top 50 UK now for two years in a row. Which amazing. Is, which is great. We have been uh, shortlisted for... Uh, uh, best bar team in UK in top 50. So Brilliant. that's great. And uh, we won best coffee bar in Scotland as well. So that's great. It's not bad for us. It's definitely well, worth, worthwhile dropping in for a drink. Dropping, yes, <laughs> definitely. We can make a couple of drinks here. Yeah, yeah. So you shortlisted for best bar team? For best bar team, yes. Okay, brilliant. So just talk to a little bit more about your actual bar team then. What do you do then to, to really keep them in and keep them informed? Uh, for us, like the bar team is like is uh, one of the most important things into a bar. Like yeah. it's literally it's your business card when somebody walks in. Like the drinks, there are so many good bars that are making great drinks, and uh, but what will make the difference is the team. You got that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing we do with our team is like we are very very open with them. Everyone knows what's going on in the bar, like from uh, from the recipes to yeah. deliveries to the financials of the bar. We so literally, they know. They know what's going on. They we literally empower everyone to know exactly what, how the bar is doing, and uh, so they know how good a good night is and how bad a bad yeah, night is. They they will know that. Then they will see. And they will know like that different selling that extra Negroni, the extra fashion will make a difference, like in the bar and uh, yeah. And for everyone, like uh, we we had a very good deal last year, and uh, all the bar team got like uh, an extra bonus and. Uh, all of that, which is, which is great, like an incentive great for them. Incentive. And, uh, great incentive. We've been lucky now because it's in uh, three years we have to hire somebody only twice. This is the second time we just hire somebody. That's amazing. Because the the team who works here just loves to work here. That's one league for some reason, which is great. No, but that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, but we, that's great. That's great. And uh, we know the problem there is at the moment, like in all the industry, like in funding stuff. and. Uh, we we invest a lot like in our stuff, like on trainings, the way that we want it. It's a very small bar. So yeah. that we are very high standard. We have a high standard for everything, like how we want our service, our uh, how we talk to people, everything. So Yeah, but it sounds like it's very much a give and take situation. Yeah. It's not just high demand and no incentive. So there is a lot of incentive for everyone. Like, no, that's fantastic. The same like when we go into London for these awards, everyone comes down. So it's a proper team. Everyone gets the benefit from everything happening. That's amazing. And any, the staff that have left, have they gone on to big and better things? Are they... The staff that they've left, they, they left because somebody when another guy was with us, he left to go open his own bar. Brilliant. Like in Greece. So, he didn't leave to go work somewhere no. else in town. Literally, he went for to a great reason to do his own bar, which is great. Yeah, so he's living his own dream. Yeah, he's he's, he's taking that next yeah. step on based on the stuff that you've been teaching yeah. him through running the so business. So it's been great. It's amazing what you're doing and how you're, how you're incentivizing your staff, but also building upon their dreams to make their own stuff as well. It's really difficult these days to get people working in yeah. hospitality. Staffing is hard work. It and is, yeah. there's... There's a lot of people that don't look at it as a career in this country. Yeah. And it's a shame because yeah. it's something to be really proud of. It's, it's a, a profession it, to be really proud of. It's a, it's a great industry. There is a lot of, uh, it's very professional. There is a lot of fun and uh, gives you the, some opportunity that some other careers don't. Yeah. But uh, now these days, as you say, it's, it's getting harder and harder 
to to have a good team behind the bar and harder harder to retain the team behind the bar yeah that's why it's a, as we say what we give uh most importance is our team that we got yeah without them we will not have a bar we will definitely not have a successful Absolutely bar like not. we do so you're only as strong as your team yeah exactly mate this has been brilliant thank you very much for inviting us down and we'll definitely be back my thank pleasure you. cheers you, cheers pal Bye. Here I am, back in Chesterfield at Franklin Sons HQ, where we're going to meet Charlie from Dunny Bay, who's one of our spirit partners, and we're going to get the opportunity to taste Holy Grass Vodka. How are we doing, Charlie? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yes, not <laughs> too bad, buddy. Looking forward to trying this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, you're from Dunny Bay Distillery, yeah. which is primarily known for Rock Rose Gin, but we're here today to talk about Holy Grass Vodka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, but before yep. we do, um, any chance you can just tell us a bit about your background in the industry? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I was a bartender for about seven and a half, eight years uh, up in Aberdeen, where it's everything from kind of cocktail bars to uh, fine dining, steak, all did the lot, did the rounds. Um, ended up in a, a late night cocktail bar up in Aberdeen. And since since bad to say, but I wasn't getting any younger and the late nights weren't getting any easier. And um, so I kind of tried to want to transition to something outside of bartending mm -hmm. and that's where I kind of came across uh, brand ambassadorial work and happened to end up with the guys at Dunlop Bay Distillery which is kind of a, a happy accident but uh, yeah really, really enjoying kind of getting into a new role. It's always a winning choice so you've got so bartending starts off as bartending but doesn't always finish as bartending. You can go into sales, you can go into ambassador, you can go into distilling, you can go into all sorts of things mm -hmm. in that way so it does open up a lot of doors. Yeah absolutely. Um, was uh, kind of fell into bartending by accident almost. Well, I don't um, think anybody grew up thinking I want to be a bartender. Um, but all through uni, you kind of worked in bars. And then when I graduated, I wanted like what made me happy most. And yep. It was serving customers, making drinks. Yep. And so kind of continued to that and it led me to here. So. That was exactly the same way as me, mate. Exactly yeah. the same way for me. Um, okay, cool. Well, tell us a little bit about Dunny Bay then. Sure. So um, the story itself uh, was located in a place called Dunnet Bay, funnily enough. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny that, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, which is kind of 10, 15 minutes away from the most northern point in the UK, a place called the Dunnet Head. Mm -hmm. um, but it started in 2014 by a husband and wife team called Martin and Claire Murray. Mm -hmm. And um, quite humble beginnings. Uh, Martin worked in kind of oil and engineering, and Claire's background was in hospitality and tourism and events. And they were from the area and and wanted to move back in some way and it just so happened to be to set up um, the distillery and launching with Rock Rose in 2014. Uh, so Rock Rose kind of got off to quite a quite a, a quick start where they were, um, set this kind of projection and they sold out with it in like the first three months of their first year's projection. It's kind of ramped up and ramped up and ramped up and when every bottle is kind of hand sealed with wax and kind of labelled there's a lot of work for them, yeah. but uh, <laughs> thankfully it's, it's gone on well for them and they've kind of expanded the range from just the original Rock Rose to, yeah. to Holy Grass and a whole host of, host of different gins. Amazing. So what's, what is Holy Grass then to, to begin sure. with? Sure, so it's uh, our vodka and the name comes from, again, funnily enough, a type of grass, uh, stuff Holy Grass. Um, it's also known as like bison grass, yeah. often used in other vodkas, mm -hmm. um, but the the story behind it is Martin uh, had this kind of admiration for this pharmacist, this herbalist um, that lived in the area in the 1850s or so, a guy called Robert Dick. And he basically discovered the existence of holy grass on the banks of the River Thurzo. So it was quite a big deal in the, kind of, the herbology world. Okay. Um, so Martin, with this story, um, wanted to kind of pay homage to that, like uh, a famous guy of the area, and so created holy grass. Now, originally, he wanted to make a gin using holy grass, but it just didn't work. 
Obviously, gin has to be predominantly juniper flavored, but it just didn't work with the holy grass. You couldn't yeah. get it right. Um, then thought, well, people are already making vodka with it. I'll give that a go. Um, it's quite a funny story where he was going through basically booze forums um, in Polish and trying to translate them and find different recipes <laughs> um, and thought, well, if someone else, like, there's no point copying someone else. No. So I'll, I'll do my own thing. No, but you need somewhere to start. <laughs> yeah, you need exactly. a base to start from. Yeah, it's a good inspiration. Um, he thought, I'll, I'll do my own thing. And that's how we ended up with Holy Grass. It's quite a, a unique vodka and that has botanicals. And mm -hmm. um, you often don't think of vodka as having botanicals. Holy Grass being kind of the main one. And um, you've also got cinnamon and then uh, an interesting one like apple juice, mm -hmm. again, uh, sourced locally from the area. Um, but the, the story of Holy Grass uh, as a name is quite interesting. It came from its use in church floors in the olden days. Okay. Obviously, they didn't have nice kind of polished wooden floors in the olden days and they didn't want to get the, the literal Sunday best or yeah. dirty. And so they lay out all this grass as a kind of makeshift carpet. And then when everyone kind of came in and stood on it, it kind of released the aroma of the grass, almost like slapping mint in the mojito. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a nice herbaceous vanilla uh, aroma. And obviously the, the natural progression of thinking is like, oh, that smells nice. That probably <laughs> tastes nice. Well, that tastes nice. You probably make booze out of it. And that's just kind of where the, the evolution came from of this, this holy grass. Um, so that lends a nice kind of creamy kind of vanilla note to the vodka. Okay. Uh, that cinnamon adds like a nice touch of spice. Mm -hmm. Then that apple juice just adds a nice clean freshness to it. Amazing. Okay, so, cool. Should we try a bit? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah, you pick up on the cinnamon on the nose, huh? Yeah. Um, I almost hate the phrase, but it's got like quite a creamy mouthfeel and never sounds right to say to me. Um, but when you when you taste it, hopefully you get that. Almost buttery in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the best kind of flavour notes I got was like melted ice cream and like coconut, those sort of notes that comes from that, that holy grass. You're getting that cinnamon spice, but it actually mm -hmm. finishes quite citrusy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's got a clean, crisp yeah. kind of like finish on there. Uh -huh. No, just be that, that freshness from the apple, the apple juice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the way it's distilled is uh, by like vapour infusion. So mm -hmm. it's like the alcohol vapour passes over the botanicals. So using that... Um, Apple juice in there is not something I've really seen anyone else do. No. And I think that kind of gives it a quite unique character and a nice freshness to it. Yeah, that's a stunning, a stunning vodka. There's a lot <laughs> of things that can be made with that. Um, speaking of which, actually, you've got a serve that you're wanting to do today. I right? do, yeah. So it's one of our one of our signature serves called mm -hmm. Dunnet Bay Donkey. So we twist on like a, a mule or a buck yeah. um, using our holy, well, a holy grass vodka, uh, bitters, and a touch of ginger ale as well. Amazing. Cool. So should we crack on with that? Absolutely. Get that yeah, let's go. Awesome. Have a <laughs> So, buddy, obviously earlier you mentioned mule, buck, we, yeah. are we ginger beer, are we ginger <laughs> ale, what are we doing uh, we're, today? We're using ginger ale alongside ginger our, our holy grass, yeah. More towards that buck element. Absolutely, now. yeah. All right, nice. Cool, so, done it sure. donkey. Done it by donkey, yeah. So, again, we can uh, wordplay on there as well, some yeah. alliteration, you know, <laughs> take all the boxes. Um, so, we're starting off with a large measure of our holy grass vodka. Then adding a wee touch of Angostura bitters. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice wee, wee depth. 
touch of ice. So, so why ginger ale with the holy blossom? Uh, so because of that um, vanilla, that kind of vanilla note that you get in the holy grass, the ginger ale almost gets like a cream soda kind of quality to it. Okay. Which I think fine. It's really nice, uh, really nice simple serve that helps the holy grass shine without kind of putting people off making it at home yeah. almost. It's nice. Yeah, again, nice, just easy, approachable serve. Super sessionable as well. And obviously nowhere near as strong in flavour as, as ginger beer. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. fieriness. I almost use it to cover up alcohol sometimes, but with ale, it kind of adds a nice kind of. Yeah, just again, as you said, doesn't cover up any any of that flavour that we worked so hard to put into the, the holy grass. Nice, beautiful colour. Then finally, garnishing with a wee mint sprig and a wee lime wedge, just gets a nice wee aroma in there. And that is your Donut Bay Donkey. Awesome. Simple drink, but tends to always be the better style. Exactly, yeah. Why, why overcomplicate? Exactly, exactly. Nice, very easy drinking. That obviously angers for a bit. It's just balanced out the ginger ale sweetness. Exactly, exactly. But you Hope. still get this spirit coming through. Yeah, hopefully you get that kind of cream soda feel to it. Yeah, that vanilla in it. Yeah, and that spice again from that cinnamon and that little mm -hmm. bit of apple note coming through. Yeah, at the end. absolutely. Just super, super fresh, easy, sessionable highball. No, that's a that's a very nice and easy, very nice tasting drink, mate. <laughs> Thank very you. nice tasting drink. Well, thanks for that, Charlie. Oh, no problem at all. And uh, I'm gonna have a bash. Uh, making a cocktail at the end of the show as well. Oh, look forward to it. Awesome. <laughs> so that was a great chat with Charlie. Really interesting serve, but I've got a couple of little things to try as well. So I'm going to have a little play around with the spritz. Uh, I'm going to work to the flavor compounds that he was talking about when we were tasting Holy Grass. So I'm going to use a little bit of apple juice in there. Obviously with the spritz, I'm going to add a touch of wine. So I'm going to use Prosecco. Uh, and I'm going to use Franklin's Sons Guava and Lime Soda. So, to get started, 50 milliliters worth of holy grass. Straight into the glass, simple build serve. To balance the drink, I'm just going to add a touch of lemon juice. 10 ml. More than enough. We're then going to go in with 25 mils of cloudy apple juice. And roughly 50 mils of Prosecco. Now, I'm just going to top this with a little bit of ice and finish that off with the Franklin Sons guava and lime soda. Give that a little stir. See how that tastes. Mm. So it's clean, it's fresh, but it's still really champion that uh, holy grass vodka. Add a spitz of lemon over the top and a little 
sprig of mint. And there we have a holy grass spritz. That's it for us today, folks. Be sure to tune in for the next episode where we'll be soaking up another scene in another fantastic city in the UK. We'll be speaking to another local bar industry legend and speaking to an ambassador distiller or ambassador. Cheers to you all, guys. Salute and thank you for tuning in.